0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Mercy podcast. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father and army veteran. And uh, my co-host Jason today is not going to be on because of the hurricane, Hurricane Hillary. I don't know what's going on with this, but uh, he has to go into work. So it's all good. Uh, Jason, if you listen to this, love you, bro, and be safe. Um, But we have a a returning guest. Uh, Last time we did... um, we did an excellent episode on uh Islam eschatology versus uh, Christian eschatology. I thought it was amazing. Um, Harry, how's it going, brother? Hey,
1: good. How welcome are you, back. It's so good <laughs> to be back on. So yeah.
0: Well, are you going to start your, your your YouTube page soon? You think you're going to do? Did you already start it or not yet?
1: Yeah, uh, I do have a YouTube account. Um, it's a okay. small account. Uh, I mainly use it just for purposes of uh, you know Bible studies, you know, listening to sermons and you know Bible commentaries um for the most part but I'm not much of an uploader I do have some content but it's nothing expansive at this point okay um but yeah lord willing um so if god wants to you know mobilize uh, social media in terms of youtube for me I'm very active on ig so okay yeah um, much more so okay um, do, can you shout yeah. out
0: your is your ig okay to shout out on here
1: uh sure yeah it's it's harry uh chosen one i believe uh, I think it's so lowercase h a r r y underscore uh, chosen underscore one. If I okay. recall,
0: perfect. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that is it. So I can. I'm uh... not very
1: techie. I'm I'm pretty old school though. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so
1: I like to just open a book and then just read it, you know, old fashioned way. But yeah, I am I am present on social media.
0: So it's Harry yeah. underscore chosen under c h uh, o s e n underscore one. Okay, so if you guys want to follow him on Instagram, that way you can kind of get. Get rolling, and maybe God does have that in your plans. And then you're, uh, what is your YouTube page, just yeah. so we can know your YouTube?
1: Yeah, sure. My YouTube page is Jesus is King. So um, it's uh, Jesus, of course, with the, the same spelling, and then is with a capital I, and then King with a capital K, and just the space in between each word. Perfect. Yeah. So Very awesome. simple, very straightforward, and yeah. Mm-hmm
0: awesome well i i do i see you commenting sometimes i do remember that i just didn't um i should have wrote down your youtube <laughs> so um <laughs> right. i'll make yeah. sure I, I probably am following you but i'll make sure i follow you too you know so that way we uh sure. um, in case you start doing some bible studies you know maybe i'll, I'll hop on oh. sometime with you you know right
1: oh absolutely yeah that'll be great
0: all right so uh we can start the show off guys um i think he's gonna fill in the blanks and also talk about maybe like uh what's going on during the tribulation right and um uh, on what exactly. we were speaking speaking before, you know, and and like I said, man, welcome back. We appreciate you. Um, I'm very glad to have you. And last time it was really awesome, you know i didn't have to I didn't have to do much talking, bro. You were just crushing it the whole time. <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate. It. I I just had like a few notes, but um, I f- I feel like I just want to share more of the in depth details uh, because we went over like the the basic, you know, identities. Of the possible antichrist and false prophet, and of the two witnesses, but I want to go over more of their uh, roles and what they're going to do, and you know what this means, and it all ties into uh, the strong delusion. Uh, so that's what the tribulation it's going to be, right? It's going to be a time of severe judgment, but also strong delusion, which is the primary form of judgment. Actually, it's going to be deception. So uh, that's beyond you know all the physical you know trauma and and all the chaos that will ensue. You know, during that time so we're just going to uh, dive directly into that
0: perfect let's do it man i think that's yeah. awesome yeah and, I, and I definitely guys as we know a lot of deceptions happening you know uh second thessalonians it talks mm-hmm. about the great deception you know so uh it's going to be you know it's going to be intense i mean if you guys read revelation if you guys haven't read it yet i definitely mm-hmm. think you should read it uh there's two blessings from the beginning you know bless and then bless is the one that understands it so it's just like we did a show on it, you know, a full show on it besides the one we did with you, uh, like a round table. And I learned so much studying it that, um, you know, I think everybody should study that. Also, the book of Daniel. I'm sure you'll probably re- refer to that as well. Right. Um, and just everybody needs to understand this because it's coming. And, you know, I know we all believe in a rapture, you know, pre rapture. I know you're pre rapture as well. Um, I, I, I pray that it's a pre-rapture, but honestly, guys, we need to understand that um, there's a few different interpretations of that. There could be a mid, you know, there could be when Jesus comes back, that could be the rapture as well. So everybody just needs to prepare and be ready and understand that what you're teaching today could be what you go through as well. Even though, you know, I know that we believe the rapture is happening pre, you know, right. but we could be going through this. So it's it's good for everybody to understand this. So like, if you have ears, I need you guys to hear. Okay definitely so go ahead brother
1: awesome yeah um sure and then so just on that note that's actually a perfect opening statement because i was going to just quickly touch upon the rapture um i do strongly believe that it will be a pre-tribulation rapture just because of scripture itself um primarily in uh, revelation chapter 5 verses 9 and 10 uh it does denote um that you know we're going to be around the throne of the lamb uh worshiping him um Just before he actually breaks open the first seal's judgment, which begins the tribulation, which is the revelation of the antichrist. Um, So that, to me, you know, just itself is strong proof. But regardless of the exact timing, the exact moment, right? uh, No one knows the day or the hour. So the rapture is absolutely imminent, and you know, Jesus warns us uh, repeatedly all throughout the scriptures, using uh, the parable of the ten virgins, using the parable of the wheat and tares to always be ready. Right. And so there's never an instance in scripture where uh, where uh, Jesus says, you know, if you're not ready, don't worry about it. You know, I'll come and gently wake you up. It's, it's always be vigilant, be watching at all times, be ready to go. So Thank that just something to, you know, first and foremost, put out there for the body of Christ and you know, fellow believers and uh, also to those who will hopefully come to faith in the Lord. I uh, pray through this video uh, is that uh, the truth is in a lot of churches, especially nowadays, uh, with the apostasy going on, they don't even teach, uh, you know, the rapture, it's sort of a hidden doctrine, it's sort of mysterious, you know, the mainstream uh, churches, even of old, from centuries past, they really try to cover it up, because, of uh, you know, nefarious purposes or whatnot, or just because even if it's, you know, honest, it's because of, um, I guess, being naive, or possibly not understanding the scriptures properly, but there will absolutely be a rapture, um, so be ready at all times, everyone. And Jesus is returning at any moment. Um, just be ready to go. And the way to be ready to go, of course, is by faith in the gospel. So
0: Jesus, yes, faith and, and obeying the word, there right? You know. obeying the word, just, just doing God's will is also another way to do, you know, because, you know, just do God's will that way, you yeah. know, if, if Jesus is going to, for example, let me just give you guys an example, if Jesus was going to come to your house today, let's say he was like, I'm going to come to every single house on your block uh, tomorrow. You know what would you have to get out of your house, and what would you be comfortable with being in there, right? You are probably like, oh, this magazine, that's bad. You know, double XL, whatever. This needs to go. This needs to go. But you know, just make sure. I know that it's all faith in the gospel, and we're saved by by grace through faith. But you know, also, uh, you know, living by God's will. You know, doing God's will is, is also another way, so that when Jesus comes, it's an easy. <laughs> you're going to feel comfortable and confident knowing that you're going to be going in the rapture, and not just like. One foot in, in the world; one foot out of the world. Right? You don't want to be lukewarm, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, amen. And then one uh, final point on that is uh, exactly as you said. So he who does the will of the Father, you know, will inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's evidence of your faith in Jesus. And on that point, you know, anyone can read the Bible. Anyone can attend you know, church, of course, and that's those are good things to do, right? But we want to make sure that first and foremost, you are born again by faith. So, and then the good works, fruitful works, as Jesus calls them, uh, proceed after that. So, you know, just being religious, that's part of the deception, the apostasy today, just being religious, you know, participating in, you know, religious activities, if that makes sense. Uh, you have to be careful with that. You have to make sure you're faithful, Amen. first and foremost, then, you know, you proceed to what the Holy Spirit leads you to do.
0: Yes, and uh, <laughs> I agree with that. that's 100% on point. That is part of the deception. Uh, you know, going to church on Sundays is going to get me saved. Or I listened to, uh, 107.9 to Raul Reese. Now I'm good. You know what I mean? (laughs) Whatever is a radio station. I'm straight bro. This morning I listened to a radio station with a pastor on. I'm good for the week. You know what I mean? So Uh, that's really, really a good point, brother.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of theologians, but we have to make sure that, you know, first and foremost, we're actually saved. So just, you know, being studious of the word is excellent. And that's what the Lord calls us to do, right? But uh, just being studious in and of itself doesn't save someone, if that makes sense. Although faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hopefully uh, the Lord will lead that person to salvation. So,
0: yes, that's it. Yeah, very true. And
1: and the Lord is, you know, he knows everyone personally, Uh um, you know, saved and currently unsaved. But those who um, will be saved, of course, he leads us. Uh, you know, to that point, you know, whatever means it will be. So and it's all um, in his hands. And all we have to do is just be faithful and obedient to him and, you know, leave it up to him. That's why it's called
0: faith. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All
1: right. Amen. So let's,
0: let's, yeah, let's start this off, man. It's going to be all right, interesting. Let's go sure. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Um, no problem, yeah. And you. so I just want to go and
1: start off with, you know, a very short scripture, just a single verse, which is actually Isaiah uh, chapter nine, verse six. Um, I feel like this is an extremely important verse, uh, just a prelude what we're going to quickly be discussing today. Um, and so I'm reading the, um, yeah, the KJV version. So for unto us, a child is born, unto us, a son is given, uh, and the government uh, will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, uh, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, right? And what's really amazing about that is when you just take that, um just the single verse into context right notice the wording unto us a son is given and it says he will be called and one of his titles is everlasting father so um i just want to again just note this uh, quick verse before we jump into all the deception that's coming up is that you know the old testament alone just by itself uh, clearly indicates that the Messiah will be the son of God. So the father, God Father himself, will literally physically come himself as a man in man form to rule the earth from Jerusalem. So that's what it's saying, right? The son is given and his title shall be everlasting father. So who is that other than the father in God himself in man form? So I just wanted to start with that statement. I think that's really powerful because uh, there's a lot of deception as to, you know, how can God have a son? How is that even possible? Well, if you rigorously and um, diligently study the scriptures, it's it's all throughout every single book, even just in the Old Testament alone. So even if you just take into context, small words and, you know, phrases that, you know, a lot of people gloss over, if you take it into account, it's extremely specific and descriptive. So I just want to uh, preface it with that uh, single verse. Um, and so, yeah, and we can go ahead and jump into now fast forward to the tribulation, right? And so, uh, we did discuss uh, previously the um, antichrist and the false prophet, right? How they will very likely, um, as they, you know, symmetrically mirror, you know, the two end times uh, awaited figures who the, the Islamic religion awaits, right? The Imam Mehdi, the, their twelfth and final caliph. Uh, And then also the return of Jesus, according to their writings, who is a great prophet, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at just um, Revelation's description of these two uh, beasts, as they're called, right, of the Antichrist and false prophet, they perfectly, you know, line up with uh, the two individuals of that particular um, religion, right? And so it's it's really astonishing. And then we have, we also discussed uh, the two witnesses and how they will most likely be, Moses and Elijah. And so I want to go over uh specifically, you know, how this all plays into the strong delusion because people will say, okay, so you have you know two individuals who the revelation calls the two beasts, right? And then two individuals were called the two witnesses. So what kind of more depth is it to that? So and there's actually a lot of depth to that, and it's the strong delusion. So yeah, so jumping into this, um, of course, Jesus Christ, uh, he is the Son of God, and so he came. Uh, to earth, you know, about 2,000 years ago. And, of course, we know that John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of Elijah. So, uh, we know that uh, according to the Christian faith, according to the Holy Bible, of course, uh, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the Messiah. And, of course, he was, as it says in um, the Daniel prophecy, the Messiah shall be cut off. Right? So, that's that's Christ dying on the cross. And so, that began the era of Uh, the church, right? And then that's going to conclude shortly at the rapture, which I, again, absolutely believe is pre-tribulation. And then begins the tribulation period, of course, uh, on earth. But here's the thing. So, of course, uh, Israel for the most part, um, they deny that um, Jesus is God in the flesh. And so thus they also deny John the Baptist. Okay? So with that said, they're still awaiting Elijah the prophet, and they're still awaiting their Messiah. Mm -hmm. So, those two individuals um, are the ones who Israel as a nation. Uh, and, you know, it's it's largely really a secular nation today. Uh, however, I, I believe that when the tribulation begins, uh, things are going to go back to their roots, if that makes sense. So they're still in search for these two individuals. And again, uh, the Islamic faith is is searching and awaiting the Mahdi and uh, the return of Jesus, who they refer to as Isa. Mm-hmm. So here's what's fascinating about that, right? Because these four individuals are going to be on the scene uh, during the first half of the tribulation. And this and false prophet will continue to be on the scene until the very end of the tribulation, right? So the two witnesses, uh, their full testimony will be during the first three and a half years uh, to the day, the full 1,260 days. So here's the thing. So when you have, and again, I firmly believe we discussed this previously in the part one that uh, Moses and Elijah... Um, will be the two witnesses so um, one can conclude that they will reveal who they are uh, to uh, you know the folks there in Jerusalem and you know I'm sure people will be ecstatic when they see Elijah and they see Moses and uh, the delusion that could play out here um, just Mm -hmm. even on just the part of Israel itself is that oh finally Elijah's here and our Messiah has finally come so they will possibly and this is just a possible scenario right possibly exalt Moses as their Messiah. Uh, of course he's a he is and will be a faithful prophet of God but he's by no means the Messiah. So that itself will be a strong delusion for the Israelis you can imagine. But then you have the other two individuals known as the two beasts um, in which the other group is saying you know this is you know the political savior uh, the Mahdi right and this is our religious savior right Isa who they refer to. And then so the two individuals for one side, uh, you know, are the heroes. And then for the other side, uh, it's dance Crest and False Prophets. So my point is they mirror each other, if that makes sense. Like according um, to one group, the other two are the adversaries. According to the other group, the other two are the adversaries. So it becomes a, a competitive, if that makes sense, strong delusion. And, you know, a lot of people will be stuck in between or confused. But for the most part, we know that the world will Follow the two beasts, as Revelation says, um and so that's it's just going to be a time of um chaos. And you so, know,
0: let me ask you a question. So, yeah, do you think that is the Israel or like the 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 Jews are going to follow? Um they're going to follow don't you think that they're going to follow the antichrist as well and they would they would accept them as as their as 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 their messiah because aren't they looking for like a man that's going to be like a king for them or or like make world peace and make peace and so so like maybe when elijah comes won't they just accept the antichrist as their messiah and then the, the false prophet as their as their prophet or do you think it's going to be like islam is going to accept the antichrist and the prophet and then um Cause I would think that Moses and Elijah, when they come, they're going to be preaching the gospel. So I would think that a lot of Jews would probably uh, be converting at that time if they're following them. But, um, you know, I, I would think that, um, they're, you know, cause, cause what it's supposed to be is right. The, the Antichrist is supposed to come into the temple and then he's going to, he's going to, a third of the Jews are going to, you know, bow down to him and because he's going to say he's God. Right. Yeah. So
1: that's a really important and interesting note. Um, However, I do think that the Christ will not be hailed as uh, the Jewish Messiah. I think okay. he will be um, a political ruler who, uh, for the most part, right, appears to be a peacemaker. So yeah. basically, a, a, a politician is a peacemaker, and of course, you know, the the government will be on board. They, you know, Israel today they want peace with their neighbors. You know, whatever it takes, as soon as possible. They just want to live in peace and prosperity, right? And ultimately, that's the goal for every nation. So I don't think they will exalt um, this individual known as the beast as their Messiah, if that makes sense, uh, not as their particular ruler, although okay. many I'm sure would want to, um, but they will um, certainly come into this, you know, Daniel nine twenty seven covenant and say, yeah, we're fully on board. We want peace. Uh, I don't think they will be favorable for uh, this individual to march into their temple, though, and to claim, you know, to be in the ruler of that and have, you know, the false prophet you know, force the world to worship him. So I think, you know, moving on to that point, um, that's what there's going to be. I don't want to rush you.
0: I don't want to push you forward. Sorry. (laughs) If I am, I was just asking. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, I'd love
1: to explain. Actually, I was going to address all of these points. And so you actually uh, noted them. uh, So thank you for bringing them up. But yeah, I don't think they're going to exalt the beast as their Messiah. I think they're going to see him as, you know, a willing peacemaking, you know, politician, if that makes sense. Interesting. Uh, but the religious Jews right there, they know that their Messiah has to be, you know, Jewish himself. Yeah. Right. So uh, the Antichrist will be a Roman Gentile. And, you know, Roman is a broad term. It's a, you know, it's a nationality, which today spans from you know Western Europe all the way to the Middle East. So like anywhere in between. Um, but he's going to be a Gentile. So uh, they're just not going to make... Uh, much of them in, in terms of, you know, as a religious leader. But, yeah, they're going to exalt their own religious leader, who I think they will mistakenly do so, who I strongly think will be Moses, because, you know, he was the giver of their laws. So uh, imagine if he's on the scene, they'll be like, oh, we, we need to follow you. We need to submit to you. And, you know, he they may not uh, exalt him as, like, their prime minister, right? But, but the nation will certainly be following him. Uh, another important, you know, note to understand about this is that, um so when Moses and Elijah are on the scene right um I don't think they're particularly going to be pointing to Jesus Christ directly or at least possibly not at the beginning right because they're going to be instituting animal sacrifices they're going to allow the Jews to carry out their animal sacrifices in the upcoming uh, third temple so I think they're going to lead them to repentance okay and they're going to lead them back to the origins of the old Testament in terms of like back to the roots of remembering God, honoring God in their hearts to prepare their hearts uh, for the coming of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to take it a step farther once again and think that, Oh, this is it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of the individuals is actually a Messiah and, you know, he's finally going to overcome all of our enemies and uh, moving on, you know, from that point, the beast will cause the abomination of desolation, right? So of course, I don't think the, um, Israeli government or, uh, you know, population will favor that, nor will they expect that. I think it'll just be a sudden, you know, invasion if you will, right, of their temple Um, and that's going to cause all the animal sacrifices to stop, you know, immediately and of course, that's when, soon after that, we're going to have the appearance of an assassination of the beast, right, And, and that may very well be from, you know, the Israeli side, you know, that's just speculation, of course, but I don't think they're going to welcome him to that point. You know, peace agreement is a peace agreement, but, you know, marching into the temple, that's a whole nother story. So I don't think he's going to be welcomed there, but he's going to take it by force. And of course, we know that uh, the false prophet will go ahead and force the world to uh, issue the Mark of the Beast, to take the Mark of the Beast and to worship the um, image of the Beast, which I believe will be some sort of like an AI run hologram, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I that's a that's that's a lot of I think a lot of people are thinking something like that and very interesting, man. And and all the technology here and ready to go. But yeah, this is yeah. an interesting take, man. I like this because I'm getting a different uh, side of things like I, I haven't had a guest concentrate on the um, Moses and Elijah. We had a little bit of a of a quarrel on who it's going to be on a revelation roundtable, you know, like uh, all the guys uh-huh. were like, uh, were like. We're saying who they thought it was going to be growing up. I always thought it was Moses and Elijah my whole life. And I, and honestly, until I started like really diving into the word and reading, I didn't know that they weren't actually named. So when I was right, old, right. when I started getting into the word, I'm like, wow, I, I didn't even know they weren't named, you know, because of, you know, when you go to church so much and like oh, that, that's all they mentioned is Moses and Elijah. And then you start, you know, when, when you do a podcast, you start finding out all these different interpretations of revelation and all these different things. And you're like, oh, that's that's when I started finding out like, oh, I didn't even know that they weren't even named, you know, because, you know, you let your pastor teach you, man. That's why I like, you know, learning yourself and letting the Holy Spirit teach you just like you're doing. And also I get to do, you know, with this podcast. It's amazing, man.
1: Right. Yeah. Amen. Definitely. And it's like uh, for me, when it comes to studying and understanding the scriptures, it's a lot of rereading. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a lot yeah, of like uh-huh. careful, like uh, taking into context, the wording, you know, the the phrases being used, like uh, the scripture is so rich with details that you can just pick apart verses and there's just so much rich details everywhere. It's it's literally a uh, a book of treasure, you know, so uh, it's it's and you learn something every time that you read it. I, I, agree, I bro. certainly do. So, <laughs> I yeah, it. it's, it's really incredible. <laughs> And it just like when you read it, something new gets revealed to you by the spirit. And you're like, Oh, I never realized that. And, you know, you start to investigate and, you know, of course you have to confirm it with scripture because, you know, scripture confirms scripture. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I just want to continue um, also, you know, on the point of, you know, this whole strong delusion. Right. Um, so you're going to have the two beasts and then two witnesses. However, the two witnesses, they will um, be vanquished actually by the false prophet himself. He will literally uh, annihilate them. And what's interesting is it says, um, because the the Islamic religion right, refers to this uh, particular individual who is uh, their antichrist, refers to this individual as the Dajjal, which in Arabic means the deceiver. And so they're going to um, literally take out, right, eliminate this particular Dajjal individual and all of his followers. So I believe, again, that this, who they refer to as the Dajjal will actually be, and, you know, they actually um, title that person as the false Jewish Messiah, right, or the false Messiah. So, and, you know, again, I suspect that that will be Moses. So they will uh, eliminate him, and then all of his believers, and all of his supporters, who will, of course, be Elijah, the other witness, as well as the 144,000. So keep in mind, at this time, we also have the 144,000, On the scene, and and by the way, Moses, Elijah, and 144,000 of them are um, traveling worldwide, preaching repentance to the entire planet. So God is very merciful, um, and you know He wants as many people as possible to be saved. You know, as it says in Second Peter three nine, He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So this is going to be the time of testing, as the tribulation is, but. These individuals will be traveling worldwide, but ultimately at the halfway point to the day. Uh, in fact, the scripture says um, this entire group will be vanquished, unfortunately, and eliminated. And that's when the beast will cause the abomination of desolation. So just putting everything you know into context in terms of the, the timing of everything. But then, of course, during the second half, we have the um, angel which preaches the everlasting gospel. So there's still you know an opportunity yeah. to get saved. Yeah. And that angel soar uh, worldwide. So, um, yeah. Again, but the, the part of the strong delusion, the main uh, part of that is that this Antichrist, though, he's going to cause a you know immense peace and prosperity. So that's a part of this trick. It's like, well, you know, people may say, you know, what is he doing wrong, or you know, who would not want to support this individual? He's bringing peace and prosperity, what the whole world has been longing for, you know, since the you know the creation of man, essentially, or since the fall of man, I should say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but the whole deception is that it's not a true peace. It's not a lasting peace. You know, peace only comes from life, and we know that Jesus is the life, right? He is the way, the truth, and the life. So, mm-hmm. it's all just a trap. You know, during that time, uh, but a lot of people who become desperate, you know, they may fall into it. Right? And it says, all whose names are not in the book of life, they will absolutely um, go for the deception. But those whose names are in the book of life uh you know they'll have to think twice and ultimately you know think how they will not pursue the deception
0: yes i agree man yeah and it gets so it's so hectic man and we're not sure exactly what's uh you know the mark of the beast is some people feel like um it's gonna be like longer life on earth you know you could you could have everlasting life on earth let's say you're gonna download your conscious into like a transhumanism ai or it could be like uh uh dna change like uh, a lot of people talk about like the nephilim type deal you know like um some some people like this guy ryan peterson has a good good look on on the antichrist maybe being the final nephilim because of uh genesis 315 that's a really interesting book if you want to check out that it's uh well called the final nephilim because genesis 315 when when satan says that his seed you know will bruise thy heel he takes it literal and says that that is like like Satan's seed right so that's how the Antichrist will be is actually Satan's seed so he'll be the final Nephilim really interesting stuff if you guys want to check that book out but everything you're going over man is, is super interesting man and I love it man we we need to hear it you know
1: yeah awesome and this is so great that actually brought up uh, you know uh, the Nephilim and uh, because it says in the word that uh, the Antichrist will be uh, its he is the one who was is not and is yet to come so that makes me stop and think for a moment. I'm like, wait a second. So he was, but, you know, presently, you know, possibly he's not. I mean, he may be very well be alive and on the scene now, um, but he doesn't know that he will be Dance quest because, you know, the dragon will enter into him overnight. So we know that's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a single moment um, occurrence, right? Uh, but possibly he's still not yet on the scene. I personally think he is, right? But oh. previously he wasn't. But yet it's to come so it sounds like it's someone from the past who is coming back and you know there's a lot of speculation and commentary about that and what's really amazing is because some people say that oh it's judas iscariot oh it's that it's that traitor right it's the false apostle he's back some people say oh it's nimrod right Uh, the first man to form this one world government Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think a strong contender Uh, actually, for this particular individual. And this is purely speculative, so uh, this is not strictly based on the word, uh, but this is just me trying to, you know, um, read between the lines. But I think uh, that Alexander the Great is actually um, a possible candidate for this individual if this beast will actually literally be someone who was from the past and will come back, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, why I paralleled that and actually wanted to discuss this in, in detail today Like one of the uh, main parts of my notes is that uh, Alexander the Great, he lived to only be 33 years old. And we know Mm -hmm. that the adversary is a direct counterfeiter. And, you know, that sounds familiar, right? So who else lived to be 33 years old? You know, our (laughs) Savior Jesus Christ who died first on the cross. Um, You know, and Alexander was renowned as one of uh, history's greatest military generals of all time. Uh, You know, he was a savage conqueror and a very strategic, very cunning um, and he did not have a desire for a woman as well. So uh, this is just a possible scenario, of course. But you know, we may see this same individual, um, you know, propping up again in the end times, you know, very soon. Uh, and you know, just something really interesting to know uh, if that will be the case. But if it's solely, you know, was is not and is yet to come. If that's solely a spiritual application, then it's just talking about the spirit of the antichrist. But you know, possibly. You know, it's it's talking about an actual person, you know, who was, is not in as yet to come. So you know, Alexander the Great, he seems like a in uh, you know, a possible candidate if if that's how the Lord will, you know, play out the situation, which is really interesting.
0: Yeah, that sounds interesting. There's also uh King Charles is someone that that some people bring up. Someone that while well, my show kind of went over how his name means did that it was mm-hmm. an interesting episode. I don't know if you saw that one, but um his name was uh It means six six six. If you do it in whatever, there's just a bunch of interesting stuff on him, and uh, yeah, a lot of people have a a lot of speculation on who the Antichrist is. Um, I thought that that Ryan Peterson had a really cool, cool uh outlook on it. You know, him being, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Satan maybe coming into a woman and it actually being his literal seed, and the Antichrist coming and and then when like when the Antichrist uh does die, remember you were talking about how the Antichrist Mm -hmm. dies after the 3 days that's when the satan would enter him you know uh and like possess him and and i think that some people believe the false prophet would be G- G- judas iscariot because he was a financier right he was looking over the finances for them yeah. you know and um and they say the false prophet's going to be you know with the financial part so who knows, man, yeah. however God puts these puzzle pieces <laughs> together, you know, yeah. we're, we're okay with however it's, it's God's yeah. will, but it's cool to talk about. It. It's cool to speculate about. It. And, um, and it's really cool to just study and, and, and make sure, you know, we, we know what's going on and, and, the, and we, we know the signs before they come, you know, right? Exactly. get caught off guard, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, the book of Daniel is an excellent book. Um, like filling in of the details for the book of Revelation. You know, they complement each other perfectly. That, for sure. uh, and yeah, and so we know that in uh, the book of Daniel, in chapter eight, right, we have the uh, historical uh, account of you have the goat, uh, right, with a single horn on its on its forehead, and then you have the ram with the two horns, right. And in this historical context and you know application of of this. Uh, particular occurrence, it's the goat is symbolizing the Grecian Empire, the single horn is Alexander the Great, right? And then uh, the ram is symbolizing this two horns, the Medo-Persian Empire. And then so Alexander's Grecian Empire uh, totally, you know, destroys uh, the Medo-Persian Empire and overcomes it. But we know that Alexander only lived to be, you know, 33 years of age. Um, so, you know, the horn got broken. And then out of the place of that uh, single broken horn came four uh different horns, each of them four generals, in four directions right? of the compass. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then from one of those four arises a little horn, right? A single little horn, which is prophetic for the coming Antichrist. So if we look in um, you know, the the region in which the Antichrist will rise from, it's going to be from this, um, Grecian Empire region. Which if you look today, I think it's predominantly uh, the nation of Turkey, which fits perfectly with this whole, you know, Islamic Antichrist theory, because, you know, Turkey today is um, a, a moderately, you know, Sunni Islamic nation. So I think if you pinpoint it to the territory, that's where the Antichrist will come from. So again, if, if it will be Alexander, I mean, uh, that's maybe sensationalizing a little bit too much, but it's, again, a possibility. <laughs> Um, But what's also uh, incredible um, is also in the book of Daniel, there's going to be uh, literally a a feud uh, happening in the Middle East uh, just before the rise of the Antichrist. And uh, if you read about uh, the revived Roman Empire and how there's going to be the the Ten King Confederation, right? So you have five kings in the West and the five kings in the East. Well, of the five kings in the Eastern portion, there's going to be a feud uh, between three of the... Uh, rulers there uh, of the princes if you will and uh, you know during that feud those three horns those three you know kings they will be plucked up and replaced overcome by the enterprise himself and so uh, why I'm bringing this up is that um, that's it shows you the nearness of the rise of the beast because um, I don't know if you guys have been uh, tracking the news lately but you know, Israel and Saudi Arabia, they want to confirm a peace agreement. And this is huge prophetically. We don't know exactly how it's going to go down or what's going to happen, but Saudi Arabia actually, uh, they want to uh, mediate and, and control the Temple Mount, which currently is, uh, you know, under the hands of the Jordanian government right now. Uh, but so Saudi Arabia wants to make peace with Israel and wants to control the Temple Mount. And they will very possibly allow at some point we know the, the Antichrist, of course, during his time, the Jews will have their third temple on the Temple Mount. So, you know, this is moving in that direction. And, you know, Iran will not be happy about uh, an Israel-Saudi, you know, peace deal, that's for sure. So what's what's noted um, also in the Islamic writings is that uh, before the rise of the Mehdi, right, who we can possibly know as an Antichrist, according to Revelation, um, there's going to be, this um, conflict, a Sunni-Shia conflict, um, a regional civil war, uh, just before his rise, and he will, of course, unite the entire Islamic world and make peace with Israel and and many nations. So, including, I'm sure, you know, North African nations and and European nations as well. So, the the clock is ticking, and so we're getting close. And I think the rapture, um, you know, on that point is just at most a few years into the future at most i mean it can it can be at any moment but uh, we're we're really really close so it's really
0: exciting we did a gaga magog um round table as well and and everything that you were saying it was kind of going in with what those three gentlemen that were on our show were saying too so it was it was interesting just like you're saying now it was it was all intertwining man so it was a perfect episode to have right before the gaga magog uh episode was the one that you came out with you know It, it was really good
1: Right, yeah, and of course, Gog and Magog—that's exactly another, you know, um, conflict and occurrence that's going to be happening soon on the scene. I think that will be uh, taking place during the tribulation, early on, during the first three and a half years. But you know, we see all the you know pieces on the um the chessboard, you know, literally in place today. It just uh, you know the Lord is of course waiting for the right time, you know, his timing in order to. Uh, you know, fulfill all of the remaining prophecies in this book.
0: For sure. Amen to that. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: yeah. And so uh, on that note, I just want to, uh, again, today was sort of a condensed, like follow-up to part one. So part two, Uh, so this is a a much, you know, shorter brief and more like conversational version. Yeah, it was,
0: it was great. Yeah. Everything that you went over was good, man. We're just, and this is part two to to our first episode, but yeah, it just like I said, man. Everybody just needs to prepare, man, and be ready. You know, I think, it, like you were saying, you were talking about the the church not talking about the rapture. Um, I think, I think some churches are fixated on the rapture just to make so make sure that people stay in their seats. You know, just to keep them, you know, the the church full. Right. Some that's of them are not church. talking about, <laughs> yeah. Some of you them are not, not that's talking that's about the rapture whatsoever. You know, so. Some of yeah. them are, you know, they're, like I said, there's different interpretations of the rapture too. That could be a reason why, you know, some, some believe that the rapture happens um, when Jesus comes back, you know, and, and that's when everybody gets called up. It's not pre mid or post. It's just like when Jesus return happens, but, you know, so and there's some good cases for all, every, all, all the different scenarios. And you know, I've, I've heard them all, man. And there's some good cases for each one. It's not like I could, I could 100% say, Oh this is the only one I follow 100% you know because I'm I'm open because I have learned all of them you know so I'm just kind of um I I just don't think that God is a uh and and I don't think Jesus is into domestic violence right because we are the bride right so I don't think he wants to beat us up before right. we make it but you know uh, it's that's the part where yeah. that's the reason why I feel that that verse in revelation that that also I think is a is a is a thing like I've listened to Chuck uh, Missler talk speaking and he was talking mm-hmm. about that's what he said. It's not me saying. That's what Chuck Minter said, and I like some of his teachings. And I was like, "Oh, that's a very good point." You know, uh, that he's yeah. not into domestic violence, <laughs> having his feet up, all this crazy stuff happening. And all of a sudden, now we're now we're at the 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 you know marrying the groom, you right? Know? So,
1: yeah, uh, no, I do uh, strictly think that the the rapture will be pre tribulational. I think it's because the, the the entire tribulation period from the, the first day of the tribulation, is going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. So it's going to be just judgment after judgment, just pounding upon the world. Um, so it's not to say that, you know, we cower from, uh, you know, facing the tribulation. If the Lord's will was to go through, you know, I'd perfectly be uh, willing and able and wanting to go through for him. Right. So it's yep. uh, it's not a sort of escapist attitude, as uh, many you know might make out to be. Um, it's just that he comforts us. And in his word, he instructs us that, you know, he's he's coming up. Uh, to, uh, he, he's coming before the wrath right we're not appointed to wrath yeah. and in the tribulation you know who's the one who's causing all the judgments who's opening all the seals causing the angels to blow the you know the
0: trumpets Jesus. And, or, yeah exactly <laughs> Jesus so, is opening the seals yeah he's the only one that's uh, that is
1: all of God's judgment so I don't think he's going to put us through you know his angry you know judgments upon the world because we're his bride Um, again not from an escapist point of view but although Jesus does say that um, you know we shall escape all these things that shall come to pass in uh, Luke chapter twenty one verse thirty six. Anyways, but uh, the whole point is that uh, the tribulation will be Daniel's seventieth week, and we know that the church didn't exist during the first sixty nine weeks and was not present. And I don't think the church will be going through the final seventieth week. That's particularly for Israel and the unbelieving world. So the church is a uh, you know it's. It's a very special inheritance for the Lord God. So, um, yeah, be be uh cheerful and and comforted that we will not go through the wrath. And you know, the Lord is has actually confirmed uh, in a dream to me years ago that right before the wrath takes place, and it was just like an instantaneous, like split second, we're up. You know, we're gone. So yeah. it may be it it may seem you know sort of like tricky if that makes sense in terms of timing, but. Uh, even if it's yeah, last I, second, we're not going to go through.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know yeah. what I? Yeah, because it's it just get. I was going to ask you in the Quran, is there a thousand year millennial reign in the Quran too? Like, and is Jesus uh, reigning? Is is out? Is that what they have in the Quran or uh, in the Quran? Do you know, uh,
1: I'm not extremely familiar with it because I spend okay some time in the Word of God, so in the Holy of Bible. Of course, however, of course, uh, they. They do, I believe, uh predict that the Mehdi, right there, twelfth uh, Imam, um, he will go on to possibly live for, um, you know, a few decades, and then they actually um say that, uh, Jesus, who they refer to as Isa, um, will actually um live a, a long fulfilled life here on earth and get married and have children. Oh, I forgot
0: about that. That's yeah. the part that they say. Okay, okay, yeah. I but you know, it's really them.
1: interesting on that point, Josh. Is that uh, what's really highlighted? This is so uh, so interesting, and there's so much trickery, even according to what their their writings say. And this is uh, to to warn them and to inform everyone that you know they go up until the point basically um, of oh yeah the the Mehdi, you know he's in full control, the world is happy and peaceful and prosperous, and it's basically happily ever after. After that, you know they don't really delve into. You know, false resurrection, you know, the mark of the beast. Mm. Uh they don't mention all of the judgments raining down upon the earth during that time. So it's a very flowery, shortened, uh, you know, doctored version of the tribulation, if that makes sense, in which they they omit uh you know, the entire um latter three and a half years of the tribulation, uh and the ending, oh. which the wow. real Jesus Christ comes and destroys the two beasts. So you know this is you know the adversary's, you know trickery once again as we see everywhere. It's it's not only in the realm of uh, you know when it comes to religion, right? It's it's when it comes to anything, you know, any form of temptation, you know, even materialism, you know, lust, for example. It's just he wants to he wants to give you the best selling points, but he's not going to tell you all the um, the truthful, you know, horrible aspects of you know lies and sins. So. Yeah, take heed that you know. Make sure you read everyone read the book of Revelation, uh, you know, over and over again. In fact, and understand what's really going to be happening because it's not going to be a time of great rejoicing and 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 peace. At least not for very long. You know, especially during the second half, mm-hmm. it's going to be. You know, this the judgments will severely become more punishing.
0: It's so crazy, it's, dude. Yeah, there's twenty one, right? So I mean, if if you read yeah. the book of Revelation, you got to understand that there's there's the seven seals, the seven trumpets, the seven plagues it's or seven yeah. bowls. It's like, dude, it's intense. And like, w- once you read it, it's intense. And you're going to understand that this is, you know, that's when you understand that life is not a game, you know, like everybody thinks it's just a game, you know, YOLO, you only live once and then just have fun. Let's do this. <laughs> right. let's do right. And then once you start reading the the book of revelation and understanding that, that um, God is not coming back in love, like you would hear the the new age people saying that, my God would never judge everybody. My God would never send anybody to hell. My God is of love, you know. They're looking for mm-hmm. that antichrist figure to come back as well to be their God, yeah. and it's, it's, it's real crazy, man. How how it all mixes together. All the religions besides the Christian religions are all looking for to to accept that antichrist figure to come, and they're looking for that, you know, thinking that that's going to be the Messiah or their Jesus or their God, and it's it's just. Um, real tricky and a lot of deception happening that's why it's important is to, to stay true to your word and understand because it's real easy to get sucked into um you know uh some new age type stuff mixed with you know Christianity or maybe like the catholic religion or whatever you know whatever mixed in with with Christianity it's a lot of paganism mixed with Christianity or new age mixed with Christianity where you just where you start getting lost into doctrines of demons you know 1st uh, Timothy 4 uh, or is it four one i can't remember but uh one of those two adoptions right. of demons you know so you got to be careful man and and um and under and also when you're hearing a false gospel or you're hearing a false pastor or a false prophet preaching to you you need to be yeah. able to discern that you know and because uh, it, it's really yeah, easy right exactly. now to, to fall into you know that type of stuff especially with the you know prosperity or money being down and uh i think you were talking about it too like can you imagine if the mark of the beast came and they were, they were like, listen, what we're going to do for you is we're going to pay off your house and we're going to start you off with a million dollars. And uh, as, as long as you take the mark of the beast, everybody that doesn't is going to be obviously have your head chopped off, which is what the Bible says. Get your head cut off. You need to yeah. worship the beast or, you know, would you rather have the million dollars and live on earth or would you rather, you know, it, it, it'd it be easy for, for that to happen, dude, you know, and, and people to fall for it and say, oh, I want the million dollars, you know, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that just brought to mind um, a great sermon by uh, David Wilkerson, which was uh, titled, In One Hour Everything Changes, right? And it's uh, that's uh, such a key phrase, and, and that's based on a verse. Um, I believe that's from the book of Daniel, if I'm not mistaken, but it's basically, you know, everything life proceeds as normal, right? Like as in the days of Noah and as in the days of Lot, right? Everyone was eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And then sudden destruction comes upon them. That's that's the moment in which in one hour everything changes. What you know, this nefarious, uh, you know, institution, unless the United Nations wants to instill, right, this takeover of the world. Well, that's their opportunity, right? Using the the Hegelian dialect of, of problem, reaction, and solution. Yep. So out of the crisis will arise their favorite solution right? So people think this is impossible, you know, that's not going to happen. That's, that sounds insane. Well, uh, it, desperate times calls for desperate measures. And, mm-hmm. and people will be surprised the changes that will come. So um, just make sure uh, that your hearts are ready. Uh, you know, you're faithful to Jesus. And again, looking up and awaiting his return um, at all times, because his return is so, so near. And, you know, not only myself, and I'm sure yourself, but Many fellow brothers and sisters in Christ have been getting, you know, multiple uh, confirmations of a soon, you know, return, and you know it's it's clearly going to happen soon. But it's a one-time occurrence, right? So, uh, you know, you want to make sure you're ready now rather than later, because later is not going to be good, guys. So, for everyone watching this, uh, including myself, you know, I'm saying this more to myself uh, than anyone else. But you have to always make sure to look up, and you know, I'm guilty of sometimes um you know getting my mind off of the word and then i'm like you know refocus on the word you know put the audio back on open open the bible back read it just make sure you're always ready and you know you, your mind is always on Christ.
0: i 100 agree man totally yeah. so yeah anybody that's listening that's on the fence you know that that's just kind of thinking oh well this is kind of important or you, you're not you know you're not 100 on god yet you need to make sure that you know you like like you said man get ready get get into the word it's really interesting there's so much beautiful stuff in the word that'll that'll make it so your life is just uh joyful you know and and it just it makes you complete you know Every, everything you're chasing right now that's materialistic or yeah. a woman or a club or alcohol or weed whatever it is you know it's all just, distractions yeah. it's all distraction and yeah. the same is is doing yeah. that ufc Uh, you know, football, basketball draft, all that everything is a distraction to keep Uh you from the Bible. So, but God doesn't want you to just not have fun. I'm not saying that God wants you to just be like, reading the Bible every 24 hours a day, you got to take care of your family. You know, you got to work and God understands that even says, you know, be faithful to your job. You know, it talks about that in the Bible. There's so much stuff in the Bible that'll just lay out how you're supposed to live. And if you live that way, believe me, your life is going to be going great. You know, it's not going to be all mixed up, stressed out about this, stressed out about that because I know firsthand because I went through so much stressful stuff uh, as far as you know chasing drugs chasing women chasing cocaine chasing rap chasing being on the stage chasing all this stuff and i never was happy and i was always stressed out as soon as i yeah. started getting into the bible get into the word slowly i started changing you know and and god just you know started pouring into me and and um and and literally, literally i'm a witness to that and you're probably a witness to that as well man of of how it changed you I, right
1: absolutely yeah and um, you know, for people who, you know, maybe, as you said, like dabbling on the fence, right? They're on the fence about, you know, faith in Christ, you know, is he is he actually even real? If he is, is he the son of God? Uh, you know, we're living, you know, witnesses that yes, he is. And, and the evidence is that we've experienced transformations of our hearts and of our lives. And so now uh, it's, it's um, you know, it's inexplicable, even like the word explains it, but that, um, you know, it's it's difficult to put into words like the transformation that happens because it's beyond just a change of heart. It's like, it's a change of your own being uh, to to become like Jesus, right? And what's incredible, I actually wanted to uh, mention this is that I actually had, uh, when I was uh, called to faith in Jesus, I actually had um, a visitation from the Lord himself. So I actually had a face-to-face uh, encounter with the Lord, which was, Uh, totally, you know, life-changing and amazing Uh, because, you know, I was, uh, when I was growing up, I would acknowledge Jesus, but I didn't, you know, take faith to heart until actually, you know, understanding and realizing that he is exactly who he said he is. Right. And what's really amazing is that the entire old Testament prophesied uh, about him the entire time, every single book. And, you know, people who may um, question, Um, or are concerned about the authenticity of the Bible. You know, I've been hearing that a lot. You know, how can we trust the Bible? You know, man just wrote it. How can we trust that it's Holy Spirit inspired, right? Well, Jesus himself believed in the entire um, inspiration of the entire Old Testament. And he is the one, of course, who chose his own 12 apostles. You know, of course, after Judas Iscariot, you know, having Paul the apostle, you know, be Judas' replacement, of course, right? So he chose his 12 apostles, and so all of their writings are Holy Spirit-inspired as well. So the entire Holy Bible is perfectly reliable and is perfectly, you know, all from the Word of God. So um, for people who may, you know, be concerned about that or, or question, uh, you know, the authenticity of the Scriptures, which a lot of religious individuals do, especially people who don't um, even hold to Christianity or question it, you um, it is absolutely hundred percent reliable because Jesus said and believes that it's reliable. And yeah. that is his book and from beginning to end it's it's purely and entirely his word.
0: Yes. Yep. All things were created through him, by him, and for him. You know, first Colossians 16. Um, he is the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end, uh, Revelations one eight. There's all these different verses that are just amazing, dude, that uh that you know, if you if you go through the whole Bible, yeah, it's it's um you just gotta like understand that all scriptures inspired by God. Once you know that you're like, okay. And that's the old Testament because Paul, the new Testament wasn't here yet, but like what you're saying, you know, it's, uh, the Holy spirit was upon these gentlemen, right? Like if you look at the book of acts, when Jesus left, he, he gave him the comforter, which is the Holy spirit. So this is holy. And this is Holy spirit inspired writing hundred percent because in the book of acts, you see that they came upon them. So, and, um, you see that Paul wrote a lot of the new Testament. If you, if you kind of like, start dwelling to the to the to the tcs of paul and then james all these different books of, of the new testament like james like smacks you in the face like as a christian you're just like wow right. it's, it's very powerful the book of romans very powerful there's there's a lot of different powerful uh for the new testament and there's a lot of powerful books of the old testament you know that that'll blow your mind that that just it's it's you know there's not just uh it's not just like boring stuff like once you start like like reading and understanding you know there's just there's a lot of amazing stuff even from genesis all the way to revelation man there's just amazing um scriptures that that that'll just that'll 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 open up your heart and open up your mind open up your soul help you be a better person help you be a better husband help you be a better wife help you to be a better brother brother sister better neighbor better person better employee better everything you know what i'm saying it just that's what happens because god has like a, a perfect structure he's god is perfect so as you learn what jesus uh, teaches us and 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 how to live and then you start i'm not saying i'm perfect right. either man. i'm fighting sin all the time dude because i i'm on a podcast yeah, sure. so i'm i'm like trying to represent god like you know i'm representing you so i think i get attacked by 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 the enemy a lot you know and And sometimes with my wife, I'm not perfect at all, guys. I'm just saying that it helps me. Dude, I had massive sins that I was dealing with that every single day before I got saved that that are like crushing my life, ruining my me and my wife's uh, marriage, ruining stuff. You know, like it's like now I have little tiny things I'm trying to just work at. You know, it's not like massive things anymore. So. God is just working on me always, right. you know, and always like, he's like a potter. Like, like he's, a, he's trying to like potter yeah, exactly. just make you, make you ready for heaven. That's all he's trying to do. Yeah. So, um, if you, if you do, if you are a Christian and you fall down, you just get back up and, and, and just keep on going, man, that's how it is, you know?
1: Yeah. And praise the Lord. And it's, it's the same situation, you know, with myself in terms of like dealing with big sins. And now it's, it's not to say that, you know, it's magically disappeared. Yeah. Uh, but, Of course, it's still a struggle, as Paul says, right? Um, the, the flesh wars with the spirit, right? So, yes. it's still an ongoing battle as a Christian, nonetheless. But that's why we so eagerly await the day of our redemption, as it yes. says, in which, of course, will be at the rapture. Which we know, you know, is you know, regardless of the exact day and the exact timing, it's soon, so we know that it's coming up soon. Um, so looking forward to that, and you know, on that note, um, Josh, is that. It's coming to the realization that you know Jesus is the life. So everything that's done in Him, it's it's more than it's more than just right. It's actually it brings life. Like anything that's not done in faith to Jesus doesn't bring life, which means that it brings death because the wages of sin is death, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, that's not to say that, as you said, like we have to twenty four seven be you know reading the word everywhere we go. But everything that you do, you know, no matter no matter uh, how small it is, even if it's just you know, having lunch, or even if it's, you know, so going to a workout.
0: First Corinthians ten thirty one. Yeah, it says, Whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. So that's very exactly. true, man. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And
1: that's what I was uh, leading up into. So everything you do, I mean I mean, even the small things, even if it's like going to sleep, you know, even if it's just waking up, right? Even if it's um, you know, regardless of wherever you're going or whoever you're with or whatever you're doing. Um, just keep it in honor um, to Jesus, of course, because uh, everything that's done in faith, you know, it's it's life and it produces the fruitful works of the Holy Spirit. So uh, that realization is, was actually, you know, really mind-blowing for me that anything that's not done in faith to Jesus actually is not good for yourself, right? And it's not to say that, you know, every single thing is bad. Like, for example, you know, you know, sitting down to, you know, watch some, uh you know very family friendly you know television for example like a cartoon with their family is not necessarily a bad thing right it's 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 time consuming but yeah you know, do all in faith once again and um again it produces life and produces joy too it produces comfort and joy and uh you know who wouldn't want that right so um yeah faith in jesus is you know it's uh the way the truth and life because jesus is the way the truth and life
0: amen all right, well, yeah. hey, we're up. We're up. We, we hit about an hour mark, bro. So I think that's perfect. Well wow, already. <laughs> yeah. So and everybody that's listening, I'm gonna be going to Thailand in September. So right now, uh this episode will probably be coming out while I'm in Thailand. So I might not be able to join all the premieres. I don't even know what my time schedule is gonna look like, how it's gonna be. I'll be out there for three weeks. So um, yeah, so I appreciate every everything, man. I appreciate this episode. It's really cool, man. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Josh. Yeah, thank you so much for having me back on. As yeah. always, an honor, uh, and it's really exciting to you know uh, study and discuss the Bible and you know the end times and what's coming up. And once again, uh, thank you so much and God bless your channel and your ministry. So you've been a, a tremendous you know outreach to people, and I'm sure you know many watch and and uh, you know Lord willing, we lead many to faith, and that's what this is all about. So serving. For the sure. Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, bro. Yeah, and uh, all glory to God. All glory to the Most High. All glory to to His Son Jesus. All glory to the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, thank you so much, Lord, for even blessing us with the podcast. For even letting us do this. You know, this is thank you for the breath of air that we have. You know, and life. I know people that are struggling. Uh, some military members that that have PTSD that are that are committing suicide. Some people that are, you know that are that are going through this hurricane, going through uh, the the fires. All this different stuff is happening. We're able to uh, sit and have a conversation. We appreciate that, Lord. But uh, like we always do, man, we end this in prayer. So, any before we do, any last words that you want to say before we leave, or are you good?
1: I just want to say amen to everything that you just said. So, <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> all right, perfect. All right, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate everything you do. Like we were saying, you know, thank you for the the air we breathe. Thank you for letting us wake up in the morning, take a deep breath. You know, let us have all fingers, all toes, legs limbs uh a brain that could think a mind that can read uh a mouth that could pray. i know we can i mean pray uh even though we could pray to you you know through our mind but i'm just saying uh thank you so much lord for speech uh for being able to hear being able to see um we appreciate that lord and also just help let us be able to see your word better you know what you what you want to speak to us through your word um, help people that, like I said, if anybody's on the fence, if anybody's having suicidal thoughts or, you know, depression, anything like that, or being oppressed by demons or anything like that, Lord, please. We just ask that we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Um, thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you for, uh, introducing us to Harry. We want to pray over Harry's family. Um, you know, I, I see he's, he's, um, he's starting his ministry over there. If you could, Lord help him start his ministry. If you choose to have him, do his his youtube channel and uh if you could please bless that for him and and his instagram uh he's always doing you know and he's doing everything in the glory of of, for you lord so if you could you know bless his channel and um help him with his bible studies and his ministries and uh, also if you can help our channel too lord um and anybody that's listening if they if they need whatever they need lord please bless them with it you know what they need so thank you lord for everything you do in jesus name amen All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. I appreciate you, bro. And also anybody that's listening, we appreciate you. If you could, please just share the podcast. Um, If you could just, um, you know, uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. It really helps us out. And also comment below. Thank you. And God bless you.